Blog Talk Radio. Reality Radio Entertainment presents Behind the Curtain with your host, Kathy Barrett. Hi there, good afternoon, I'm Kathy Barrett. And welcome to Behind the Curtain, a show about how we navigate down the not-so-yellow-brick road of life. And life is something we shouldn't do alone. So I hope you'll spend the next 30 minutes with me as I reveal what's behind the curtain this week. But first, I have a confession to make. I am a caffeine-aholic. I normally drink between one and a half and two, you know, sizable mugs of black coffee every day. And my husband gave up caffeine a couple of weeks ago, and he's kind of been on my case a little to do the same. Now, I have to tell you that I love my java. I love it so much, I don't put anything in it. No milk, no sugar, just freshly brewed black coffee. Mm, 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 I can taste it now. But I get up a few mornings ago, and the coffee maker's gone. And I turn around, and my husband, Andy, is standing before me, smiling and happy and cheering me on to quit in that moment. And so I accepted the challenge reluctantly, but I knew he was right, and I really needed to let go of the caffeine. So I had no idea my body was this addicted to it because I I figured, okay, two mugs of coffee, what's that? I don't drink soda, so it should be no problem. I'm in my third day of brain fog, just so you know, and severe migraine headaches. Scary to see the impact withdrawal is having on my body, but it was a wake-up call for me. And now I'm determined more than ever to kick the caffeine habit. So I hope that if you're thinking about it, don't use my example. Next time, as one of my guests pointed out to me, uh, Ross Garnick said, you're not supposed to quit cold turkey. You're supposed to, you know, wean yourself off of it. So don't do what I did, and I'm sure it won't be as difficult. But I have to tell you, it's the third day. I'm starting to see some light at the tunnel, and I'm I'm happy that it's going to be out of my system soon. So let's get to this week's show. Let's hear it for the boys. Anyway, I don't know why I played that, but it just sounded male. I was in Rhinebeck, um, New York this week, and there, standing on the corner, were a dozen or so adults, very conservatively dressed, and they were protesting. And it was a very unusual sight for Rhinebeck, but these are also unusual times we're living in. And the signs were addressed to President Obama, and they read, stop spending on wars and start spending on creating jobs. So I just wanted to throw out a couple of statistics um, for you. This afternoon, according to the U.S. Department of Labor, as of August 2011, the unemployment rate in the U.S. was at 9.1%, or 14 million people. From 1948 until 2010, the United States unemployment rate average was 5.7%. Now, in 82, it reached a historical high of 10.8, and in 53, a historical low of 2.5, which is interesting. Uh, I I think about all this globalization, and I I just wonder sometimes how much it's really benefiting our economy in some ways. But anyway, the number of long-term unemployed, which means those jobless for 27 weeks and over was 6.0 million, or 42% of the unemployed. Now, according to ARP, now here's the good news. 
of the estimated 29.6 million small businesses in the United States, about half are home-based businesses, according to the U.S. Small Business Administration. A recent report found that entrepreneurial activity in the United States is at its highest level in 14 years. People ages 55 to 64 represent the second most active group, slightly behind these ages, uh, those ages of 35 to 44. Now, very good news, and this brings us to our show topic and our special guest today. Ross Garnick received his communications degree from the University of Colorado at Boulder. He was the director of marketing at Korg USA. He was a publisher at Cherry Lane Publishing and at CMP Miller Freeman. Ross has been a lifelong musician and is currently focused on performing with his band, The Wicked Messengers, and he has also started a new business, Immediate Media, and their mission is to assist companies in growing their audiences by developing promotions that center on brand affinity. Jerry Tease received his MFA in photography from the Rochester Institute of Technology and his BFA in art from the University of South Dakota. He had a highly successful corporate career as a photography director at Corbis, and as an artist, his work resides in the corporate collections of AT&T, General Motors, as well as numerous private collections. Jerry also volunteers for the not-for-profit organization called Heart Gallery, NewYorkCity.org. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being on the program today. Our pleasure. Yes, indeed. Good to be here, Kathy. Well, those are pretty bleak statistics, but our focus today is going to be on the human experience and to highlight how both of you have navigated through this challenge by tapping into your entrepreneurial spirit. So let's talk about that. I think both of you have been, you know, kind of out of the corporate world for a few years now. Ross, let's begin with you. Share your process with us of kind of how you navigated from you know, being a, a hired corporate gun to entrepreneur? Well, uh, as many, many people have, Kathy, uh, corporations uh, restructure and the people in them are moved around uh, or, uh, in this case, uh, out. And uh, I found myself uh, in a situation where I said, okay, well, what's the next move here? I was lucky in the sense that I've always been involved in uh, work for myself in addition to a corporate uh, position. So I sort of went back to what I knew how to do, which was always related to the jobs that I get working for other people in companies, and uh, sort of expanded and trying to continually expand my own business, which is, as you mentioned, you know, a variety of media-related uh, consulting and uh, business development projects. So I sort of took the approach of saying, okay, well, I'm going to go back to what I know how to do, but I'm going to do it for myself exclusively and see where where that road took me. That's Now, was it that way right out of the gate, or was that a process that you kind of stepped into? How did well, that work for you? Well, as I mentioned, since I had always been, you know, trying to do various projects for different clients, um, on the side, simultaneously, I was working a corporate job. I sort of stepped back into it. It didn't have to, you know, I didn't, in my case, I didn't really begin it from scratch. It was sort of, a, you know, an organic, uh, you know, uh, progression back to, you know, what I was doing on the side. I just made it center focus and put more emphasis and, and energy and time into it. 
Got it. Okay, great. How about you, Jerry? How did how did it work for you? Well, I think it's kind of a, um, a similar philosophy to what Ross was mentioning, is fo- is kind of falling back on your own talents and and the things that you've kind of done over the years steadily while you're also doing, you know, the other job, the corporate job. For me, that's how it was. You know, some years the corporate position was just so consuming that I didn't really have time to pursue my own artwork. So the year that I was laid off, you know, my first goal that I set for myself was by the end of the year, which was two months later, I would have my own website up. And I did. So that's kind of how I started growing. And it's just basically falling back on, you know, the fact I've done artwork. I've sold it to corporate and private clientele to see what I can do with it in addition to doing the job search at the same time, because I, you know, I was actively doing that as well to see what would fall into place. And, um, you know, each each time I think of a new idea, then, you know, I think of it as a project and, you know, move in that direction and, and see where it can take me. That's interesting. Now, both of you guys really, you know, fell back also into areas in addition to the consulting, which is, you know, basically innate for you, Ross, right? I mean, that's like, you know, it's just it's just something that is there. But you also had a love for music. And I'm sure, you know, since, I mean, over the years, I understand that you've been, you know, you've kept that up. And now you're actually playing music a great deal of the time in addition to the starting up the consulting business. So how is how is how has that impacted your life? Well, like Jerry said, being able to get back to Right. It's it's you know, as Jerry said, it's it's great to be able to have the opportunity to get back into your art and and what you're passionate about. And in 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 both of our cases, Jerry's and myself, we were lucky enough to be able to work in fields that was related to what we're passionate about. And you know, in Jerry's case, the visual arts; in my case, music. And um, I just decided that um, I was going to pursue uh, more more music making, you know, and hopefully get paid for it at the same time. And uh, as uh, most musicians can tell you, uh, or artists in general, it's pretty tough doing your art for commerce. Uh, so you have to sort of adapt to what the, the market opportunities are. And in, and in, in my case, uh, I've had an original material band, the Wicked Messengers, as you mentioned, in New York City in one form or another with different personnel for well over a decade now. And we had the opportunity to do a weekly gig that came up in, uh, by chance, actually, because we, we had, you know, through networking and the clubs we played, we knew a guy who was doing booking for a place that wanted to do something which was very new at the time, which was a live karaoke, people singing along, but instead of using a karaoke machine, they'd have a live backing band. And uh, we all knew lots of cover tunes uh, in rock and country and R&B. So we said, well, you know, we know this stuff. We can put it together pretty easily, and it might be fun, and we'll get paid for it, so let's go and do this. And it's actually turned into a nice little enterprise. That's great. Yeah, I I have to make it over there one evening and um and check out what you're doing. And come up and, and sing and sing on the stage. <laughs> oh yes. Definitely. <laughs> Clear the room. <laughs> um, Jerry, you also volunteer at Heart Gallery in New York City. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, Heart Gallery is a is a great organization. What it does is it, it combines the talents of uh professional photographers 
you know, with uh, children who are looking for, you know, families in the foster care system and stuff. So, you know, photographers volunteer their time. They shoot these great portraits of these kids. The kid, these portraits are then presented in, you know, different venues, you know, throughout the boroughs of, of, the, of the city. You know, it shows them in a new light. It, it gives kind of a personality to the kid that these photographers have drawn out. And I've been, you know, happy to be working with them and setting up these installations and working on the edits with the photographers and things like that. So it's, it's really cool because it connects, you know, the foster family adoption element with photography. And then, and so that must really bring or enrich your life in a lot of ways as well. I mean, it's you, you kind of like I know when we give, we get back a hell of a lot more than what we're giving. Yeah, it, it's when amazing. We do projects the like that. Yeah, it is amazing, and the connections that you know develop from it, and and the kids that do find the families. I mean, what's better than that? And what does what does everybody really want is is that? So it's it's really heartwarming. Well, how? Let me ask you both. You both sound like you have very structured days. Can you talk a little bit about what that looks like for people that may not be as organized and structured and as uh, courageous to just kind of jump into the entrepreneurial spirit? Ross, you want to take it? First? Okay, I wasn't sure. I was waiting. Oh, yeah, I, I was waiting. I was waiting Sorry. for Jerry, but I just want to back up a second because this is the first I'm being made aware of of uh, Jerry's work with the kids, and I think it's a fabulous thing. I'd love to see a show of this work at some point because obviously you're in a position to bring out the the inner personalities of these children, which might not be apparent in a sit in a situation that's maybe stressful and tense with being interviewed and, you know, things along those lines when they're, you know, foster parents are, are looking, you know, to make their homes available. So I think it's fabulous. I just wanted to mention that, and I'd, I'd love to hear more about that. But uh, to answer the question, Kathy, um, you know, you work on your work, and whether it's, you know, looking to drum up business and prospecting or research opportunities or, in my case, you know, making new music, promoting the band because we, we play a weekly gig, but we also do a lot of private events, so we're always shopping for new clientele that way. It's it's about keeping busy, but it's about keeping focused and setting a goal for yourself in some sense, you know, uh, at least a, a, a baby step every day to accomplish one or two or three things towards a bigger goal. And so setting up a structure, for, in my case, for myself was critical because, uh, you know, there are so many distractions around, and oftentimes people, when they're placed in a situation where the structure of a day-to-day, nine-to-five, or whatever job uh, goes away, the, that lack of structure has to be replaced with your own. And, it, you know, it, it takes a little bit of focus and a little bit of energy, but that's essential, at least it was for me. Great. How about you, Jerry? Uh, well, in my case, it, I wouldn't necessarily refer to it as a structure um, more so that it's just an adaptability, you know. Um, the way, you know, I think about my new projects, um, things that I have to accomplish really kind of helps me go. And, you know, I'll wake up one day and I might be working on, a, you know, a textile design, and related to that, then I need to see where I'm going to take it to the next steps. And so that kind of structures the day for me. You know, the day after I might be, you know, working on a series of, of my microcosm images and, you know, then where I want to take them to the next level, you know, kind of plans itself out and, you know, I'm, I'm working on getting them into 
a limited edition site where I can then get extended reach for that particular series. So it's it's like every day kind of dictates itself, but it's knowing that you've just got to do it and you've got to you know believe in yourself and just keep at it you know at whatever ever level you can just to keep moving forward and and see where the opportunities take you. And does does it um, what does it do for your creativity? I mean, do you find you ever get blocked because you're thinking of the end result, or do you does it just you know it's it's an opportunity for you to release you know those emotions into whatever work you're doing? Well, my creative block isn't there. It's it's flowing like crazy. You know, I I have so many ideas <laughs> of different you know different things that I want to do and you know where I want to go. What I do get stopped up with sometimes is the process, you know, and then figuring that out. But the ideas, they're always there. There's always, there's almost too much of, of too many of them, you know. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky that I have that, you know. I, you know, I just, you happen to be open to ideas too and, and new ways of looking and seeing, you know, that kind of started me on a kick of, you know, shooting these little details around the city one day. And I, I started working with that, and, you know, it might be like just a splatter of paint on a sidewalk, you know, by a crack, but in its own graphic element, it's really cool. So I started collecting all these things as I was walking around and doing things, and that led me into a whole new series that I never thought I would be at. And what that developed into, as I had mentioned before, is the Microcosm series. And, you know, it's it's the opportunity of, of doing something I had never even thought of it just kind of came because I was open to that idea. And, uh, you know, out of that, after I got that series really going, I said, you know what, this, some of these could be really cool textiles. So that, you know, I'm, I'm into that whole textile design thing with photography now because printing is, you know, more capable now than ever before of printing photography onto fabric. So that's a whole new exploration for me. So, you know, I'm... I'm stoked by, you know, the ideas and then where they can take me. That's very exciting because I'm familiar with your work. And let me just, you know, tell everybody what your website is, jerrytees.com. That's G-E-R-R-Y-T-H-I-E-S.com. Your work is really, I've I've always been a big fan of your, you know, photography and your fine art pieces. Um, I loved your, what is it, Journey Around the World and, I remember the very first series I saw of yours. I mean, your work is very, very unique, and it, it, it's true in every kind of different project that you do. You know, the viewer takes the same journey with you that you kind of went on, and that's, you know, when you were creating it. So I, I, that's what I really enjoy about what you do. And let me mention uh, for Ross right now, if you're interested in going down and uh and uh, letting loose your inner Beyonce, you can go to Hill Country at 30 West 26th Street between 6th Avenue and Broadway. Uh, they're, on, they're there every Tuesday, the Wicked Messengers, from 8.30 to 11.30. And um, the website is rockandtwang.com. That's R-O-C-K-A-N-D-T-W-A-N-G.com. And so um, that's really great to hear. Because a lot of times I know, you know, periods of, for, for me, for myself, if I've gone through challenging times, um, you know, it really stifled my creativity. And it took me kind of switching to a different art form in order to open up that block channel. So I'm very happy to hear that, 
you know, you're not yours is like even flowing more. That's that's really incredible, and that's um, that's something you should put into a bottle and sell, Jerry, because there's a lot of people out there that would purchase it. Believe me, if I could figure out how to do that, I would. Thank you, Kathy. <laughs> so let me ask you, Ross. Now, so what what do you see for yourself now, present and and moving forward? Where where are your sights set? Well, I'm, I, you know, I'm constantly working uh, on uh, prospecting and uh, getting projects, and then getting involved with projects, and sometimes uh, on the busier side, uh, doing multiple things for different clients simultaneously. Always working, uh, at least in the background, on the band. Uh, there's always new material to learn. There's always promotion to do. Uh, there's always booking to do for different events and venues. So it's, it's um, you know, while I have a structure in terms of what I try to set out for myself each day, is, uh, each day in a goal, like Jerry, you sort of have to be flexible enough, uh, I think, to take what comes along and, and readjust your priorities and your energies, you know, for a specific thing that, that comes up at a given time. So I'm, you know, again, working on different things. Yesterday I was pitching a client, uh, and uh, today I'm working on preparing some new material for the band to perform tonight. Well, actually, speaking of which, we have a couple of seconds. I'm going to play uh, one of your band's songs, and it's um, You Took the Loan Out of Lonely. It's, 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 it's close. You, you put the low in Lonely. It's that typical oh, play on words, uh, you know, with the... <laughs> With, with writers, you know, this is a pop song, and it's, a, it's not a country. We, we do a lot of both, and uh, when you write country tunes, you like to have those little play-on-word puns, so that's what that title's about. Of course, it's about, uh, you know, spurned romance and, and love and rejection, which, you know, most songs are about anyway. <laughs> well, it, it reminded me a lot of, like, Elvis Costello when I heard it. Well, it's a little poppy, so but that's good. I'll take that. Thank you. Yeah. I, yeah, I thought it was very good. Okay, here we go. You tried your best to not be Thanks for the, thanks for the plug, Kathy. <laughs> yes, no problem. Hey, I'd like to turn the listeners on to good stuff. Um, so let me ask you guys, what have you learned from this experience that has enhanced your life in ways that you would have never imagined uh, at the beginning? Uh, Ross, you want to go first? Sure. Uh, I guess uh, I realized uh, that I'm a little more resourceful. <laughs> than I than I imagined. Uh, I think sometimes you can get pretty set or complacent in a corporate environment with the structure it provides, and and you know the fact that you're working with a lot of other people in many cases. I think that I found that you again you can get complacent even though you'll get your work done and you're trying to do your best. Maintaining that level of energy in a corporate situation, you know, a structured, you know, regular job is a little different. I think people get um, a little bit lazy sometimes in that environment, and as a result, a lot of energy and time gets wasted, and things take longer than they need to, and maybe aren't uh, done as creatively as the people involved could do them. 
So, you know, I just have been forced to, you know, like most people who, uh, are, you know, experience change in their life. You have to, you know, figure out, you know, what you're going to do next and rely on your, you know, your inner spirit, inner force, inner knowledge, and then also be open to whatever is going to come along that's new, whether it's learning stuff or meeting people or finding things. It all comes together. That's great advice. And, and um, Jerry, how about for you? For me, the, the best thing I've taken away from this is all the extra time that I've had with my daughter because of uh, the layoffs I had. It's, that's just the best thing in the world. You know, what it also made me realize is, you know, as a visual artist, it's not a nine-to-five job. It's, uh, you know, can be a 24-7 kind of job. You can do it whenever you want, and I love that flexibility because you can work on different projects at different times. It gives me the time to spend with my family and my daughter, and, you know, that's a change I never would have foresaw, but it's, it's there every day, which is great. That's that's really something lovely as well. Yeah, because, I mean, especially, I mean, there's working moms as well, but I think, um, you know, normally the women are, you know, taking responsibility for the children, even if they do have a job or whatever, but it's really nice to see men kind of get the opportunity to share in that responsibility so that they really have... Um, all of the the wonderful they experience all of the wonderful things of of raising a child together. You know, I don't know if that just made sense, but I mean, traditionally that was hasn't been the case. So the fact that you have more opportunity to spend with her, you know, gives you know your you know wife opportunity to explore other things too, and so it, it kind of balances out, which I think is really great and very needed in our society. So do you have any advice for those that are just beginning the journey that you're, you know, kind of uh, heading down uh, in full steam? What helpful advice would you provide to people that are actually finding themselves out of work, uh, things that you wish you would have known at the beginning that you knew from, you know, your travels down this path? Jerry? Um, well, for me, I th- you know, I was I was in total shock when I was laid off. I wasn't expecting it. I didn't see it coming. So I, I think what you do have to do is give yourself enough time to grieve. It's like it's it can be a very shocking thing, and for me it was. And once I got past that, then it's like, okay, now I have to believe in myself. And that's what I would tell everybody that's listening is you just have to believe in yourself and think about what you have achieved, you know, to the point now and just move forward from that. You've got – you know, great skills you've learned in, in whatever capacity you were working, you've got that, take it to the next step and, and, and move on and, and, again, believe in yourself. Awesome. Well, I think that's a really great um, note to end the program on. We have a couple of minutes left, and I just want to thank you guys for coming on and sharing uh, your lives with us today. It's really important, and I'm sure, you know, listeners out there are being inspired by what you told them. And I have to say that um, my wish for this week, we need a virtual march on Washington 
to inspire President Obama to come up with innovative ideas to create a surplus of jobs in this country. We're living in new global times, and it's like the old playbook isn't working. So, dear Mr. President, who I admire very much, think about the possibility of creating the dialogue with the people who are living the experience as their insights just might inspire some solutions for you. I want to thank my guests, Ross Garnick and Jerry Tees. You can go to GoBehindTheCurtain.com and find out more information about them and their websites and so on and so forth, which will be up uh, by tomorrow. And next week, it's uh, Women of Pause Day at Behind the Curtain. So authors uh, Dr. LaVora Wolf-Miller and Dr. David C. Miller will be here to discuss their new book, Woman of Pause, uh, Stop Pausing and Start Living, Feel Fit, Feminine, and Fabulous in Four Weeks. And I'm calling on all those menopausal mamas out there, and you know who you are, to uh, <laughs> tune in next week for a menopause makeover. First caller wins a copy of the Woman of Pause book, so get your questions ready for the good doctors. And it's been really great to share this half hour with you. Uh, this is Kathy Barrett sending you a virtual hug from behind the curtain. I'll be back next week, and I hope you will be too. <laughs>